When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holler at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. What's up, y'all? This your boy David with Blackwell Renaissance. And I'm here today to tell you guys about Anchor. If you haven't heard of Anchor, it's the best place to make a podcast. Anchor is a free app that has creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast straight from your phone. Anchor also distributes your podcast across all major platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and many others. You can also make money on your podcast with Anchor with no minimum listenership. Anchor is everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So if you're looking to get started on your own podcast, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm. Welcome to the Black Wealth Renaissance Podcast, the podcast dedicated to normalizing black wealth and sharing helpful tools and resources that we believe will be useful for attaining and maintaining generational wealth. I am your host, David Bellard. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode three of the Black Wealth Renaissance Podcast. David Bellard here. Um, Jalen and Kelly here with me. What up, what up, what up? What's going on? What's good, fellas? How y'all weekend was, man? Man, it was pretty good, bro. Like, did a little fishing, you uh, we, know. Yeah, you and I were together, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the fishing wasn't the best, but yeah, still it was good. It was fun. We ain't catching anything, guys. That's that's what we mean to say. <laughs> hey, but a bad day out in the lake is better than a good day at the office. That's very true. That's hey. where. I- I was all I was at the office all day yesterday, and today I've just been working on Blackboard Renaissance stuff for the website coming soon. All those goodies on the website, man. Yeah, but let's get into it, fellas. So this episode we're gonna be talking about retirement. Um, we went and we asked for our story just to see if people want what people wanted to kind of hear about with retirement and we got some feedback so we're going to talk on a couple things today really we just want to give you all like a general overview of retirement that kind of like an introduction into it um going to talk about iras 401ks uh but the types of iras and the pros and cons of each uh why retirement is important and just ways to save for retirement. So let's dive into it, fellas. Y'all want to start with 401ks? Uh, I think we could go with, yeah, 401ks. And I'd like for you to explain it, Kelly. So, okay. So from my basic understanding is that a 401k is your basic retirement fund that your employer offers you. Um, not all employers do this, but um, some do. Um, and basically is a retirement fund that you that you contribute to that is before tax dollars that when you reach the age of 59 and a half that you will be able to take out of for your retirement. 
And now these this 401k, <coughs> excuse me, you're allowed to invest in the mutual funds. A lot of people invest their 401ks in the mutual funds, but and, and with the 401k, sometimes you're not a, allowed to do as much um, as say for an IRA. You're more destined to do either what your employer has set up for you, which would be like a um, do you want to put 70% of your money to stocks and 30% to bonds or 50-50? They normally don't. They normally don't let you allow a little, uh, allow a lot of wiggle room for you. So you don't really get to micromanage the 401k as much. No, there's not a lot of micromanaging. It's normally set up to you, and you do it by. And there's some of them like the employer that I have. They they offer us to do it. They do it by retirement age. So because I'm I'm really young. If I, my, my retirement age is pretty far off, so they do a lot of stocks compared to bonds because it's more a risk um, because they have a longer time to for it to grow. Yeah, makes sense. So, yeah, with the 401ks, I wanted to kind of get back to that employer match thing. That's one of the big benefits of 401ks for, like, people who want to save for retirement just because you're getting free money and it makes no sense to turn it down. Yeah, yeah, you get free money from your employer. So let's let's explain that, the, that. Let's explain the for, the match part of it. Okay, so real simple, like with a Caden, my job with the they'll match us up to four percent of our uh, total income for contribution. So our total yet annually sal annual salary, they'll match us up to four percent of that. And donations. So, if you donate four percent of your income to your IRA, they'll match you to four percent, and you're getting basically you're getting double what you're paying into it because your employer is matching you up to a certain percentage. And you're not, you don't have to stop contributing up to that percentage that they match you to. It's just free money that's on the table. So, feel free to contribute as much as you can. Okay. And with this uh, employer match. Um, don't don't be fooled by it, guys, because it doesn't. You don't get access to it a, a right off the bat. Um, so when you go look in your 401k, you you look might look into it and it only has what you put in there. Sometimes it might not take a year or two for it to actually show up on it. Um, and also, you won't be able to invest with it. Uh, I don't know how long it is. It might depend on the employer, but it also takes time for you to be able to invest that money that the free money that they're giving you. So they kind of borrow that money off inside of you, kind of like yeah. uh, Cause you know, we don't really have pensions anymore. So is that basically the pension? Cause that's kind of how my job treats it. They do the employee stock. Yeah, it's kind of- Stock it, is our pension. It's kind of like that. Yeah, okay. Hmm. That's yeah. interesting, man. Yeah, and as well as um, if you want, you will, you aren't able to take this money out, out of a 401k. It will come with a penalty. And same thing with the employer match. You're not actually able to take that money out. Because that money is not something you contributed, they're not allowing you to take that money out. And honestly, it's when we're talking about the 401ks, as an investment vehicle, it's not something that you should be looking to take money out of anyway. But you can borrow against your 401k with your employers, like borrow against the cash value of the 401k. Not something I would recommend, but you know, in investing in things of that nature, maybe you might want to use it for leverage for an investment. Yeah, I think the um, investing in it with a 401k, I think you should do that later on when you've built it up years upon years and you've had a lot of income into it. Um, you should do it. 
I don't think when you're starting off, you should just let it let it build itself. You know, yeah. Fit it as like a bill. You just and honestly, with mine, I don't even pay attention to it because it's it's before tax dollars. I don't even notice it. And that's one of the benefits that they have for it. That a lot of people don't even see it from their paycheck. You just notice that you got to pay it a lot less than you normally would, but you don't know where it's actually going. So it, I got a question. Explain the before tax dollars part. So, uh, or, so before tax dollars, meaning so when your paycheck comes in, it, it is it is it, the money that's getting put into your your four hundred one k is not taxed at all. Okay, it's not taxed at all. You will eventually pay taxes when you pull the money out. You were doing it for retirement at fifty nine and a half or longer. Um, that's when you will pay your taxes. Okay, so basically they're gonna take a one grand lump sum of taxes on it at right the end. end. At the end. At the end, when you're pulling it out, yes. Okay, so that could also. It's just gonna depend on what the taxes look like in the future, or is it like a set in stone amount that will be taxed? No, so it's gonna be based off what the taxes are in the future. So you're kind of playing a betting game on that. Um, and this is where it comes into what do you, what do you think your life is going to be later on, um, because that's that's what's going to determine if you want to do a 401k or IRA. So a 401k is to me is better if you are knowing you're going to be in a lower tax bracket when you retire. Yes. But but you're taking the chance because you don't know in the future you don't know what those tax those taxes are. The tax code could get completely overhauled. Yeah, and that's why I was asking. Because I wanted some insight, and I'm pretty sure some of the listeners would probably want some insight on that too. But we kind of talked about 401ks a bit, so kind of let's get into the IRA because we mentioned them, and I'm pretty sure people are kind of wondering why we prefer IRAs to 401k. Just our opinion. So an IRA is a, you said is an individual retirement account, correct? Yes, individual retirement. Account. I just want to make sure I knew what it stands for. So it's the IRA's individual retirement account, and it is basically it is similar to a four hundred one k money into it for a retirement fund, but it's different in the fact that um, it's for your yourself individually. It's not through an employer. So there is a max on both of them. So we we talked about four hundred one k's. The maximum four hundred one k's this year I think went up to. 18,000 or 19,000, I'm not 100% sure. It's one of those two. Um, and then the max for IRAs actually went to, to go up to $6,000 a year. So your, your maximum contribution for it is $6,000 a year without your employer. So you don't even need, you can be self employed or any, as long as you can prove proof, as long as you can prove that you have a job and, and they, can, they can prove that, you, you're able to contribute to your IRA. When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. And yeah, just to get a little bit more specific with the numbers, the numbers are age-based with the IRAs. Yes. So up until age 55, you can put as much as, you can put as much as 5,500. No, I'm sorry. You can put as much as 6,000 into it. But if you're, 
younger than the age of 50, you can only put 5,500. No, they actually went year 2019. That's one of the things that they changed, actually. Um, and it went up to 6,000 for a regular, for below 50. And then I think it actually went up to 6,500 for above 50. Okay, so it went up by five 500 for you. Yes. All right. And the max contribution for the IRA is 19,000 now. So you were close. No, for, for yeah. 401k, it should be 19,000. Yeah, 401k. 401k. Yeah. For the 19,000 a year? Yeah, for yeah. $19,000 annually because because it's not as liquid as okay. the IRA. Money. So that's that's the most that you can contribute each year in compound. Yes. $19,000. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's one of the, the downsides to an IRA compared to a 401k is the, the max contribution is only 6000 Um But I, I prefer it because I am able to micromanage it. I'm able to choose what am I investing in. Compared to a 401k, you, you really got a cookie cutter one where it's, it's you're only choosing your age, you're only choosing these three options of what you want to invest in. You're getting that old, that mutual fund manager that really probably doesn't care about whether you make money or not. Yeah, and, and don't get me wrong, mutual funds are not a terrible thing. They're not a bad thing either. They're 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 good for certain people. If you're one of those people that don't really want to look out for your money, you you just want to put your money in and have somebody else do it. You don't want to focus on it. Just let it grow by itself. Then maybe a mutual fund is, is best for you. But I know personally that's not for me. I definitely want to look at my money. I want to know where my money's going. Yeah, I'd, I'd rather to be knowledgeable of where your money is going, Ralph. Yeah, because like David said, you got some people that just might not care where your money's going. If they're making a better spread for them, hey. At the end of the day, they just here they for their check. They got to get paid just like you get paid. But, um... I think uh, one of the major, major benefits for the IRA uh, and the big differences between the IRA and the 401 is the post-tax dollars. And, and you're speaking on the, uh, so that's Roth. for Roth IRA. Yeah, the Roth IRA. So that, that's, that's what, what I, I like. We could go into a, the Roth IRA versus traditional, or, or Roth versus traditional, because it applies to both sets, uh, the 401k or the IRA. So for a Roth IRA, you are going to go for after-tax dollars. I mean, uh, yeah, after-tax dollars. So basically, when your check comes in, then you you would contribute after you've been taxed from your check. So then when you retire or you, you get to that age of 59 and a half, you are able to pull that out without being taxed on it for, for the growth. So when you invest and say you invest, um, say you invest your check and then that it grows 8% each year, that 8% each year that it grew, you're not able to get taxed on it. You, that's tax-free dollars. Okay, that's pretty cool. Um, also, another thing that we were talking about, the investment with the Roth IRA, um, the ways you can use use it as leverage to use it as an investment tool for real estate. Yeah, we were talking can, about that earlier. Yeah, can, can one of y'all like go in depth for that uh, just so people can get a better understanding of how that works? So from my understanding, when you pull the money, out of the Roth IRA before the age 59 and a half, you're going to take a penalty. But that's if you just pull it out for cash. But if you want to take that money and reinvest it, you can take it from the IRA and put it into an investment property. And the growth from that investment property, you wouldn't be able, it still wouldn't be 
like a cash flowing asset in that regard, it yeah. would be a cash flowing asset for your IRA. Is that correct, Kelly? Yes, that's correct. So you're not you're pulling it out, but it's not necessarily pulling it out from for cash value, like you said. It's going straight into that investment. Um, okay, um, so I got a question. So say, like you saying, it's a cash flowing asset. So say I got a property that's cash flowing five hundred dollars a month. So that five hundred dollars a month is going to be going to the Roth IRA and not coming to me directly. Correct? Yes, that's correct. Okay. Yeah, so that's a great way to contribute to your Roth IRA. Get an investment property that could fund up get that six thousand. Get you a fourplex that could make you some money quick. That'd be beautiful. And the Roth, the Roth is just saying that it's after tax dollars, so it also attributes to the four hundred one k. So they have a Roth four hundred one k as well. When oh, we, really? Well, yeah. When we began talking about four hundred one k, we were originally talking about the tr tr the traditional. Uh, 401ks. The, um, talking about for, uh, Roth, IRA, Roth 401ks, we're speaking of after tax of the 401k. So basically, you're going to get taxed first and then contribute that to your 401k. Now, everything else stays the same where you're you're only you're only going to probably be able to choose a couple of different options. And and the, the max contribution would be 19000 but you're at least you're contributing after tax dollars so when you pull that money out when you retire it will be tax free okay tax -free. Um, so money. i got another question with the Roth IRA so you see how we said it's up to six thousand dollars a year correct yeah annual so say you got a cash flow and asset that creates more than six thousand dollars a year well, okay, so if you're if you contribute more than what the limit is, either the six thousand or sixty five hundred, you're gonna have to pay a tax on okay. that on that any of the assets past that. So it's a six percent excise tax, I believe it is, that you have to pay. But with uh with the way the IRAs are set up, they try to protect you against that because normally the manager probably would advise you doing that if I'm okay. trying to put you to the point where you're losing money. Okay. Well, cool. Then. That's just another question that I know I had a question for, so maybe some they got some clarification for some of the listeners. Hey, man, got to ask questions. And then we, we also have, there is also a, a traditional IRA. Yeah. So a traditional IRA may be benefit for some people where it gets, it's before tax dollars. So you, you will be, you won't be taxed on it now. When you pull it out at 59 and a half, you will be taxed on it later. Um, it's, it's just on what your what your opinion is and when you want to retire and what your goals are when you retire. And if we, and I think we should get into um, discussing what can you get what can you invest in when you get to an IRA. Um, and there's there's multiple things. So there's like like David said, there's there's uh, real estate that you can you can you can invest in real estate through IRAs. But your main purpose would be for mutual funds or ETFs. And an ETF is basically a group of stocks. So they might have a growth okay. ETF. So look, I, I want to dumb it down again. What is an ETF? Explain what that is to Exchange trade fund. But I'm correct. I believe um, that's it, correct. You said what? I believe that's it. 
I believe it's an exchange trade fund. Um, but it's basically a group of stocks. So say you have a growth ETF, right? That's the that's the name of it. It's a growth ETF. It would have around normally around 15 to 20 something, maybe even more stocks grouped into that ETF. So it might have, let's just say it might have Apple, might have Microsoft, or have Google. And these are just examples. This is, there's not an ETF, I don't believe that's like this. It may be. But uh, it, it's just a lot of different stocks combined into one, and you own percentages of one stock. So you may only own, in that one ETF, you might only own 12.27. Well, you might only own a tenth percent of Yeah, a, like a small fraction. Of, it's a small fraction of a stock. Yeah. Into those stocks. Yeah. And for any of those people out here that use things like Stash App and Acorns, those are exactly what you're getting invested in on yes. those apps like that. Like, um, I know for on Stash, anybody want a free file out not using Stash, hit up your boy. I'll put the link in the description. Uh, sorry for that, fellas. But <laughs> no, Stash App is, is great. Also not sponsored by these guys. You can invest in ETFs. Um, for people who aren't as savvy investors, who want to just put their money away, their spare change or something that, like that, this is another good way to kind of save for the future, just putting money off the side into something that can grow with the potential to grow more than a savings account. With that said, still educate yourself on the market so you know what you're investing in. But it's a good place for beginners to start. Yeah, it's a great place for beginners to start. Yeah, I think ETFs are huge because of the, the difference in price between mutual funds. So a mutual fund, you might have to have five to ten thousand dollars to start to get into a mutual fund. Whereas an ETF, they have ETFs as low as thirty dollars a stock or thirty dollars an ETF on, on for your for your IRA. So now that we talked about the the accounts and different types and a couple different ways to save. We want to talk more about why is it so important to save for retirement. Being that we we big on preaching wealth and generational wealth that day. Yeah. One of the biggest lessons that I I took from like reading all these different books and things like that on my financial literacy journey was that it's important to save for when you you can't you can no longer earn it. And that's one of those things that we don't think about a lot being that we're young but one of these days we don't I mean, you never know when tragedy is going to strike yeah life happens so it's important <laughs> to save so that you're not in a bad predicament which i definitely uh, agree with too man you never know how life is going to turn no and I, and I think the i think a lot more people in our age are getting more involved in the in the iras or 401ks because the the previous generation really was, to me, was relying on heavily on the social security, and we're we're seeing that that getting taken away slowly but surely. And I think a lot of people are trying to create their own means for retirement. Yeah, as a as a whole, I think the millennial generation. Yeah, I feel like we we are trying to better prepare ourselves. I feel like we got a whole lot more entrepreneurs uh, sprouting up. I just feel like the millennials, like, we we got a good grasp on how the old generation done it, and we don't want to go the wrong way. So I feel like we're pretty uh, solid with stuff like that. I think, and then I, I think one of the things that we, we've got to preach on is is understand that this takes time. This is those, yes. Don't don't look at your IRA, your 401k, and be like, man, 
It's not even growing nothing. What's the point of it? It's, it takes time. It takes it takes years upon years upon years. It's compound interest. And compound interest, yeah. all it is is time. Okay. And like to give people an example, just to kind of give them an idea. So think about it like this. You have $40,000 in an account. Uh, when you're like, you say like by the time we're 40, we have $40,000 in our IRA accounts. Hey there. Ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. You got to think that whenever we're doing this every year, say we get like a 5% return. So I'll with 24 divided by, I'm not doing all that math. But <laughs> what I'm saying is that that annual growth is reinvested back in to kind of explain the compound interest back a little bit more. So whenever you, you put your money in, your money's going to grow every year. And every year, that growth from the money is reinvested back into your money. So your money is just making more money upon money upon money. And that's the benefit of what Kelly is talking about. You can't be in it for the short game. You can't be sitting here thinking you about to just look in your account tomorrow and be like, oh man, I'm ready for retirement. No, we're 20. Yeah. <laughs> Like, it definitely takes time. It's this for when you're old. It's not money that's meant for you to just use in the present. And that's why he's talking about, why we're talking about it's important for like whenever you're older. Like he said, um, you could be upon sickness or even whenever you get older, your spouse falls ill or you have a child that's very sick and you might need some money. You don't know where it's going to come from. But if you're you've invested and you've saved correctly leading up you could be sitting on a million dollars or so whenever you're older if you do it right or even more than that so that's why it's important to invest because like we said you never know what your future is going to look like or even if you don't have tragedy happen in your future man you can like what's the age you said 59 and a half 59 once you're 59 and a half if you saved up enough money, like save you up $2 million, you can vacation for the rest of your life. Go to Cancun, baby. Or even you can you can bless your grandkids that's about to go to college or someone that says, hey, grandpa, gram, grandma, I got this great business idea. I need some money to help start it up. You could be a blessing to someone in your family that's helping to continue that generational wealth right there. And, and I think we can't stress this enough um, is that don't don't wait till you're older to try to start doing retirement. Even if and if you got kids, definitely start them an IRA. You know, if you can contribute to it or you can if they have a job, have them start one. You know, it, it's 
there's no minimum amount you can you have to contribute. There is a max, but there is no min. You you can contribute if you only got say you only got a hundred dollars, maybe I can only contribute a hundred dollars a year or fifty dollars a year. Contribute that. It's it's at least something to get you started. Definitely. Was definitely something over nothing all the time. So now kind of getting to that with the, the no minimum idea, a lot of people think, oh man, how can I save for retirement? Man, I got all these bills, like you know, the tip the typical things that people come across. Because I mean everyone does have their own situations in life. So one of the ways, one of the things I think we really, really need to drill in is that there are ways to save for retirement. You just have to look to your habits. Yeah. And habit is one of the biggest things that we preach over here because your habits determine you well. So say like you're just accustomed to go and get a cup of coffee every morning from like Starbucks. That's a $4 cup of coffee. You keep getting that $4 cup of coffee five days a week. All of a sudden, you're spending $20 a week. $20 a week, and you work every week of the year, give or take a few days. So we're looking at, what, 20 times 52. You're looking at $1,040 that you spent on just coffee. You probably could have cut that cost in half by making a cup at home and using that the rest of your contributions and like just contribute the other half of that to your IRA just something like Kelly said something yep and it's not even just coffee like whatever you do whether it be go and get your nails done or go and get some new kicks so every so often uh, it's just something sometimes where you just might have to take a sacrifice um, where you could just save a little money and just put it to the side and even if you're not just saving it for retirement, you can save some of that money and invest over time if you got a small savings account where you can just save it up until you have enough money to where you want to invest in something. Like like we were saying, open you up a stock account. Invest in a course, learn to trade, uh, invest in your education, get a mentor. It's a lot of different things you can do with the savings, but just just the idea that you should save and it's important yeah and i know we had a lot of guys a lot of people comment on, on our instagram about which one is better is an ira or a 401k better and honestly in my my own opinion i think you need both i don't think there's one yeah. one retirement uh fund that, that that's just necessary i think it's both i think you need an ira i think you need at 401k you might need a savings and plus other investments that help you bring in money when you retire i think it's not just one fund that that can just give you full retirement yeah you know it's not like a binary thing it's not a one or the other it's one of those things where do it all because it's all an option you know i do want to touch on it i like what you had said about it earlier too uh kelly it's like situational do what fits your situation not everybody can put money into both of them. Yeah. Now, like you said, there are some people that's taking care of their family and a little bit more. So they, they can't put that money, split it up like that. So if you can't do both of them, do whichever one suits your situation. Go ahead and educate yourself. Like Kelly said, if you're going to be in a lower income bracket once you retire, that 401k might be your best option. If you're someone who is a heavy investor, 
and you're not gonna be in the lower tax bracket once you retire that Roth IRA might be the way for you um just just once again just educate yourself on all the types we're just trying to shine some light on it uh and just just tell you what's out there and you're just gonna have to do your own due diligence and see what works for you in your situation i feel like this is also a good time just as a disclaimer to mention that we are by no means financial advisors um any financial advice that you take from us is not this is not for like advisory purposes none of us are licensed to do that this is just information that we feel like should be shared so just kind of bringing awareness to the topics most definitely so don't come around here saying that them black wolf renaissance people told you to invest in xyz and you lost your money yeah y'all don't try to come to us we ain't doing all we ain't told you to do none of that okay so that about wraps up the third episode of the podcast thank you all everybody for coming checking out with us uh learning a little bit about retirement this is also another one of those things we're going to continue to go in on um before we get out of here heroes of the hump look out for it this week got a feature coming out this week wednesday at noon um Jalen and I just got our first property under contract. Yep. Uh that house that we told y'all about on the introduction. Yep, that one that we were working with in uh St. Martinville and stuff. Finally got it under contract. So turn up to that. Uh I'm probably gonna add some hand claps and stuff right here. Hey, <laughs> you gotta add them, son. It's lit though. Just another thing to show, like, just take, go out there, take a chance. We just really just walk into a garage sale and look what it turned into. Yeah, turn into a great opportunity. Great opportunity. Uh, we also want to say shout out to all our listeners and followers. Uh, we thank y'all. We keep on doing this for y'all. This is all for y'all. Um, we just want to keep on growing the community. Tell anybody that you know about us. Tell them to follow us. Tell them to subscribe to us. Listen to us. Uh, we're gonna keep on rocking, man. Special shout out to this is Rock Life on Instagram, man. Man Kane gave us some real, real key insight. Gave us some good feedback on the podcast. Uh, y'all feel free to let us know how we can improve. We want to grow and improve. Leave us a rating, review, all that good stuff. We want to hear your feedback. Tell us how we can grow. And let us know if there's any topics you want us to discuss. We are happy to learn and, and discuss it. Just DM us on Instagram, leave a review, tell us what you want to know. Tell us what you want to know about us or what you want to know about investing or what part of investing. Yes, sir. And this is Black Wealth Renaissance signing out. Hey there. Ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah. Or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips.
So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before.